Welcome to The Common Room, a series of podcasts by the LSE Higher Education blog, where we aim to enable dialogue and share different perspectives in a changing HE landscape. Hello, and welcome to the first in a series of podcasts from the LSE Higher Education blog. I'm Miriam Rahali, and I'll be your host. Today, we are going to talk about Changemakers. Changemakers is a new initiative between LSE and the LSE Student Union that gives students a chance to affect meaningful change through independent research. The program was piloted earlier in the year, and Changemakers funded £50,000 worth of student-led research projects, with only 24 project proposals selected for funding. Applicants were required to identify areas for further improvement at the school, such as community life, inclusive education, assessment and feedback, building connections beyond LSE, and ensuring the values of the school's ethics codes. In essence, the Changemakers Project is a community-building exercise that aims to fundamentally transform how we, as a community, view our relationship to one another and, in turn, how we produce knowledge. Today, I'm joined by Erica Stanley, an undergraduate and student in the Department of government, as well as two of the participants on the projects that I helped to mentor, Aria Gerard, a student, a master's student in the law department, and Brian Walker, a master's student in the Department of Psychological and Behavioral Science. These three participants conducted original projects and will providing throughout the podcast more insight into the purpose as well as the challenges and opportunities of undertaking this work. I'm a current PhD candidate in the Department of Media and Communications, but because I also completed my master's degree here at the LSE, I've been on campus since 2013. I've seen many changes take place across the school, so I welcome the opportunity to be involved in this initiative as a mentor to these Changemakers projects. Thank you all for being here with me today in the hot summer vacation. I know that you have a lot of work on your dissertations, but I think we will all benefit from hearing your ideas and insight from this experience. So, our Tell me, why did you decide to get involved in the Changemakers Project? I think for me, it was just the opportunity to be able to interact with people outside of the law department, because I think with law, you tend to always just mingle around with the same people. And um, it's quite interesting that LSE is actually a social science, mostly a social science-based university. And I thought it would be interesting to sort of venture out and um, look at how research is conducted in social sciences. So I really thought that Changemakers would be a good opportunity. And also... The Changemakers project that I was working on with two of my other friends was um, related to volunteering, which is something that I'm really passionate about. And I thought it would be quite a nice opportunity to um, just look at volunteering and see how that could possibly, um, how research could be conducted in that area, I guess. Yeah. Erica, what about you? Why did you decide to join Changemakers? Um, a friend of mine and I had met a year ago and really bonded over our experiences as joint honor students even though we were from different departments different disciplines we realized that a lot of the experiences that we had had were very very similar and so we were really interested in developing our research skills in an area that we were really passionate about and wanted to find more about with how other students experience their joint honors Okay, so our Changemakers project emerged out of a casual discussion. Um, so my team members, um, Abby Hennessy and Lauren Irvort, are my classmates. And so we had a discussion in qualitative research methods, and Abby said, just pitch the idea of looking at how postgraduate students from low socioeconomic backgrounds integrate into the LSE community. And so we were really 
energized about the prospect of doing, um, of really gauging the pulse of the student experience and all through part-time paid research, uh, which was also geared towards making the LSE more than it is now. So that type of social change was really what was a guiding philosophy behind me, myself, and uh, my teammate, my colleagues, engaging in pitching and being selected for change makers. Okay, so all very different reasons for joining, but with the purpose of affecting change here at the LSE. Choosing to complete this project during term time is a significant undertaking. Erica, as an undergraduate student in your final year, I would imagine that you faced intense academic and personal pressure that could keep you from successfully participating in a school-wide research project. What were some of the factors that enabled you to join Changemakers, and did you encounter any barriers to conducting research? It was a bit daunting at first. I did a similar research project last year, and I couldn't really handle it with the work, even though the workload was less severe. Um, with this year, I think that because me and my partner both felt like we understood our work, it would be okay. And when we actually got into the process, the fact that we had a mentor that would help us through the entire process, that we were able to set our own deadlines, and that the entire Changemakers team was so supportive about, you know, when we had to hand things in, they would never ask, you know, where is this thing? It would be, do you want any help? How can we help you? And I thought that that made the process a lot more feasible and a lot more enjoyable as a third-year student. Brian and Aria, you're both on rigorous one-year postgraduate top programs. Many of the master's students here at LSE have mentioned that time constraints make it difficult to engage in any extracurricular activities. So could you tell us what some of the factors were that enabled your participation and success, or if you faced any barriers or obstacles in conducting your research? Mm, Aria, you can go first. Yeah, sure. Thanks, Brian. Um, so for me, I think it was really easy in the sense that I really wanted to do a project about volunteering. And having been in the UK for like about five years, um, what really helped me integrate into the UK sort of society and community was really volunteering and getting to meet people outside of school. And um, because I was, I actually went to like an international school and everyone was basically of the same nationality and I didn't really wasn't really able to experience anything beyond what I would actually normally experience back home and it just felt like oh I'm in this foreign country and I'm not really doing anything new or different and volunteering was really a way to sort of get me out there and experience different people um, learn a bit more about UK culture as well so I have really benefited from volunteering I wanted to be able to sort of put that um, into a project so that was kind of my inspiration to continue with the change makers project um, yeah right. and did you face any obstacles or barriers with your very rigorous one-year LLM um, definitely I think there's always the issue of time management and sort of prioritizing but I think uh, with the support from everyone at the teaching and learning center and just having that mentor who was you know there to kind of make sure that we were on track it really sort of helped me to kind of prioritize and get everything sort of laid out and done complete in time yeah perfect thanks and brian okay well from the start um the application guidelines were clear uh we had well our team had miriam <laughs> this best you <laughs> as like the best mentor ever solid support from start to finish i definitely agree uh, <laughs> <laughs> and so and then my team so as i said um for more qualitative research methods course we're always doing group assignments together and so we had a very good synergy and so we're all in the same department we knew what the expectations at the department departmental level were and in terms of changing because we knew okay how to um allocate our time and to prioritize and we knew our strengths and weaknesses and so we made sure to leverage leverage that throughout um the execution of the project and so they would definitely enjoy it 
I think your last point about being able to be a part of a team is really important. Uh, Erica, did you feel in your team, did you feel like you had a good balance of autonomy and support while working on this project? Yeah, I, I thought that was one of the biggest advantages of the way they set out this program. Uh, when I was working throughout it, me and my partner felt like we were the only people on the project. We had our mentor to get advice from. We had the team to help us with any contacting other people. But in the end, when we were working on it, we would sit in the living room together and do our work and talk about when we wanted to get things done. We would set our schedule together. And it was, I think, a perfect balance of our own decisions and having to listen to other people. The only problem with that, I guess, is that we, because we're students and because we're lazy, we <laughs> we we let our own uh, lives and third year stuff get in the way at the very end of the project. Because once you have your first results, you feel like you're done. We went to the education symposium. We felt very good about ourselves. And then we realized that we had a whole section of research that we originally wanted to do that we'd never got around to just because the term ended. And for us, that's when LSE stuff ended as well. Right. So that time scheduling and commitment. I think one of the interesting parts of this research was the output didn't necessarily need to be an academic report. Aria, did you enjoy the flexibility in the output that you could generate? And how do you feel um, with that result? And do you think the school benefited as a result of your study? I think it's quite interesting that there wasn't sort of like a prescribed um, form of um, output that we really needed. So there was that span of creativity and um, that we were given, which I really appreciate it. Um, although initially we started off wanting to do a report, we ended up having to do a poster in the end due to time constraints, which I thought was quite interesting because as a law student, you never really um, made to you know produce anything besides a report. So I quite enjoyed the process of learning how to actually um, build and kind of structure um, an academic poster. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Right. And Brian, you did generate a report. Tell me, has that helped you in the process now as you're writing your dissertation for your master's degree? It was definitely, well, we opted, as you said, to do the 23-page report. Yeah. And we decided to do that because we wanted to, I mean, just gain more practice in terms of honing our research skills, building out a research design, looking at the ways in which the results uh, conform or deviate from the literature. And so right now, we're needed writing our dissertations and that practice, the skills that we've garnered over the past four months are definitely playing out and we feel like we know what we're doing and so hopefully we'll be able to get distinctions in the dissertation also. So it worked all well. Right. And do you think that the school benefited as a result? Are there any recommendations you made or anything that you would carry forward that you think the school will be using as a result of your study? Um, I personally found that to be maybe the only downside from the project because as I mentioned we didn't manage to do our final block of research which was to contact head of departments and to actually talk to them one-on-one -on -one and ask them to say what they were going to do based off of our research to improve the issues faced by joint honor students. It was, it was difficult to gauge afterwards what our impact on the school was because as happy as you are to contribute a piece of research and even to talk about it at the symposium you never know how much of your ideas and your findings will be taken on board mm, uh, well that's that's very interesting um well we had a, a different experience so 
for example, um, at the symposium in February, um, after, after that symposium, we, well, we gave a progress report at that symposium. And then after that, um, the head of admissions, um, Catherine Baldwin, she reached out to us via email. We told her that we'd have a discussion with her based, I mean, to discuss her recommendations after the project was written up. And in May, we met with her. We discussed our, um, or, or recommendations. And so our project looked at how is it that, how the ways in which postgraduate students from low socioeconomic backgrounds integrate into LSE community. And so recommendations, she read the report. Recommendations included, for example, hosting um, a welcome reception for all um, scholarship awardees because one of the findings was that LSE just hands cash out to students and say, hey, you're here, you should feel like you're here and that's an achievement. While there's no sense of community, these persons are marginalized by academics or academics feel that everyone here at LSE are all from high socioeconomic backgrounds. And so that director was pretty receptive to her findings. And I know that, well, I mean, she's given a commitment to implement some of our um, recommendations. And so it's incremental, baby steps, but we do feel that we've had some meaningful change. At least having some dialogue is a start. That's great to hear. And it's interesting to see that cross-collaboration across the school. Aria, you also worked with Dave from the Volunteer Center. And with your other colleagues on the project, you worked with an undergrad and master's students. Could you tell me more about what it was like to work with different levels across the school? And if you found that process working together as a team enjoyable, or if there was anything that you might change if you had extra time going forward to complete this research? All right, sure. Yeah, um, I think it was difficult because everyone had different schedules. So unlike Brian, where everyone's from the same course, a new group, but, you know, everyone in my group was basically having different schedules. And uh, one of my teammates was in, actually in London, so she had to commute into university as well. And that kind of made it difficult to kind of collaborate and actually find a time where we could all meet together, which was a struggle. But I think um, having that sort of difficulty kind of parallels with what actually happens in the real world outside. So it kind of gave me um, a little bit more of an insight into what working life might actually be and working in groups you know like I said as a law student everything is just really kind of you you're made to do everything by yourself it's very independent there isn't much group work besides discussions and seminars so really I think change makers was a really um, good opportunity for me to sort of get a little bit more of a taste of what it's like in the real world out there but yeah I wouldn't really I wouldn't change my uh, I wouldn't go back and change anything I think I really enjoy the experience and um, just doing change makers I think it's helped me a lot as well just in terms of confidence and just talking to people yeah i'm happy to hear that and um the pilot program that we all participated in was successful and the project will continue next academic year so as we have learned change can oftentimes be inspired but quite difficult to affect in that regard i guess my next question is what tips or advice do you have to pass on to the future change makers um, I would give two pieces of advice. The first one would be, it can be difficult once you set out your plan to change it. But if your findings show a leaning towards one or another direction, it's best to go with that. Originally, we look, we were going to look at whether there were differences in experiences in different departments and uh, home and international students and all these different factors. But in the end, we realized that the individual departments and how they handled their joint honors programs was the key of our focus and we didn't have to do all these other research methods and that was really good and the second piece of advice would just be if you're going to 
have, as you said, you had a really fulfilling encounter with someone that was doing the work that you were trying to target. And I think that if I could give any, the most important piece of advice, it would just be to make those connections and organize those meetings as early on as possible, because they are what you will take away the most from the experience. One thing that I would say is not to be disheartened if things don't go the way you sort of initially planned them to go. If you've already got the schedule and, you know, you don't really keep up with it, don't think that, oh, the entire project's going to fail and I can't really complete it. Um, I was really lucky in the sense that my mentor, Miriam, sort of helped us out and um, we're able to get something out of the end. So <laughs> it wasn't that bleak um, of an image. And I think it's sort of um, really kind of gives you that tenacity to continue and um just yeah just enjoy the process i think it's really a fun experience because you're actually conducting research on something that you care about which is why you even want to get involved in the first place and it's not like oh i'm doing some math sums here and there but you know um yeah just have fun and just try and um, enjoy the process and yeah meet new people and just just enjoy the ride yeah thanks Brian. All right. Well, um, it's likely as a change maker that you want, you start out, your scope is going to be pretty big and then you want to do everything, but just narrow down your focus, what you want to investigate, um, how feasible it is. Just make sure to look at the hours that you have and what you can actually achieve within that time frame. Um, think about the best way to communicate your results. Um, who's your, t- your target audience? Who are they, the power players at the school who can drive and inform policy, the policy shifts that you want to see and also engage the academics who are working and res- investigating on subject matters within that the scope of um, the scope that your that your that your project falls into. For example, we engage you know or, or head of department who looks at happiness and he speaks um, glowingly about his working class roots. And for example, Dr. Sam Friedman, they were our expert um, interviewees. Sam Friedman who does work on class, and so these persons helped us to ground ourselves in the literature and to make meaningful report so those are my top tips and just enjoy the process things won't work out the way you expect them to but just ride the wave and make the most of it right thanks for that and for bringing up professor dolan and professor friedman who were a part of the research process thinking about that and in terms of bringing the school together um, and creating a more inclusive student community do you think going forward change makers can be more inclusive or do you think anything can be done to ensure that a multiplicity of voices and more feedback from the students can be ensured? Or do you think that from this first one, we did a very good job as a change makers team in doing research that brings forward the ideas and um, participation from the student body? I think initially there was that social where people could kind of go to if they were interested in starting a change makers project. And um, actually one of the, um, one of the students that I interviewed met her project um, mate on in, in that social. So I think in that sense, there is sort of that inclusion in the, in the first um, um, change makers project, but I'm not too sure if there's anything else that we could do because um, you, it really depends on the students that are there and what the issues that they want to bring up. So I think, um, just maybe sort of getting the message more like uh, just getting the message about the change workers project out there like there's this project that you could sort of right. do um, or you could get uh, get engaged uh, so you could engage in and um, yeah just promotional promotional yeah. stuff I guess yeah and it's fully funded research and there are opportunities for students who want to be involved in school communities to participate in the societies and other clubs um, but this was the first time this type of project has been launched. And so I'm just wondering if there was anything that may need to be changed um, that 
may perhaps allow for a wider uh, participation from future change makers. I think what we saw with this round of change makers is that the people who are interested in doing these projects and doing further research are typically, and correct me if I'm wrong, people who are looking into, we had a project about um, racism in the classroom, you've got low socioeconomic experiences at the RC, you've got experiences from um, minorities, and it's it's just, you can see that the people who are on board with these topics are the ones that are pushing for inclusivity, and I think that's a really good sign, but because of that, I'm not sure what more, I think they should do more, but I can't figure out what they should be doing. Well, I think um, building on that point, I just feel that at the macro level, the school needs to just show that it's responsive, that it's responding to. So after we've done all these, um, conducted all these pieces of research, that the school is actually responding to the recommendations. And so once students, incoming students would be able to see that um, we have, the school has implemented these recommendations from last, from this year's batch then students will feel that they actually have agency to drive the change that they need and so that they're not they're just a, not just an echo chamber and we're building up research and not actually acting on it. And so that's probably the most important way to build inclusivity and build, um, build interest among um, a wide cross-section of students for the future. I think that the fact that we were being paid as well, we're giving compensation for our work was a really good factor because it meant that any negative feeling that we could have towards LSE for making us do volunteer research to benefit their whatever, whether they would respond to it, all these negative feelings we might have had were changed because it felt like they valued us and they were willing to compensate us for the work that we were eager and passionate to do. And it was a really positive addition to the entire experience. That's interesting. It's great that the project was funded, but tell me a little bit more because I know that a lot of the analysis was rushed and uh, there would have been a lot of groups would have preferred to have maybe a few extra months to complete the analysis and the research. Would any of you feel that the 60-hour funding was not enough or did you manage your time effectively and were you able to complete the research within the 60 hours? Uh, just, I think in terms of the 60-hour limit, it might not be... Uh, accurate reflection of how much time actually goes into the project. But um, I guess for me, it was never really about the money when I thought about joining the Changemakers project. But I can definitely understand how it would be an incentive for some others to get uh, involved in the Changemakers project. Because, you know, like, if we're going to be involved in something and not getting paid for it, it's definitely a problem for some students. Maybe not for most students at LSE because, you know, everyone's... um, you know, pretty well off, but I think it definitely helps with a couple Sainsbury shops here and there, but um, it it would definitely, I think if we're thinking about inclusivity and getting um, different students across different sort of socioeconomic backgrounds involved in this project, then yeah, um, the funding with the Changemakers Project really helps with that. Yeah. And Brian, I know that you, Abby, and Laura also worked beyond the 60 hours, and so that's a testament to your drive and determination to affect change. Can you tell me a little bit more about that process and what you were thinking in the final stages of writing up? All right. So for us, um, the 60-hour cap was insufficient. I mean, it's three of us, so that was 20 hours um, for each of us. So definitely. Um, we knew from... Um, like midway that this definitely we were going to exceed it but i mean beyond the funding we knew that we knew why we're doing it and so that really helps us to power through but for the future i think um the team should probably look about extending i mean 
I don't know, 100 hours. I don't know what. I mean, it, I guess it depends on the scope of the project. So that's definitely something that needs to be flagged up for next year. But it is what it is. It's evident that you are all very passionate about affecting change in some way at the school. But on a personal level, do you feel like participating in change makers has benefited you? Yeah, definitely. I think um, I've been able to communicate with people across departments. So I've worked on my social skills. I've also worked on just, you know, time management, um, juggling different responsibilities, and even just talking to people from the department outside of law and um, talking to staff as well. So yeah, I think I've benefited um, in multiple ways. I can't really think of a reason why not to get engaged. I found the process to be really cathartic because it was so important for me and my partner as joint honor students to sort of put our feelings out there into the world and see if other people experience them too and to understand that some things were particular to our disciplines but some things were shared was really beneficial emotionally for me and I really appreciated the time and opportunity to do that. Personally for me it was really just a matter of the so um improvement in my social interactions um so for example in undergrad in Jamaica I didn't do any sort of um, extracurricular activities I was involved in university life went to my internship went to school got my grades I'm out while here I felt that I needed to well this project really allowed me to immerse myself in the student community gauge the pulse what's going on and um that for me was also just really I really it helped in my holistic development and my LSE journey. And so this has been a really good part of the year thus far. So Great. And as a mentor to the Changemakers Project, I must say that this has been one of the most personally rewarding experiences over my six years here at the LSE. I have not yet had the chance to interact with different levels of students, and I had firsthand been able to kind of witness the passion and enthusiasm that you have for even only being here either three or on one-year programs to do something and change something at the LSE. I want to thank Brian, Arya, and Erica for joining me today and for allowing this conversation to Thank you for listening. Please read the accompanying commentary for more context and feel free to share or post comments and questions below by clicking leave a reply. We would also like to thank our partners who made this podcast possible. Click on their logos or names for more information. Thank you.